0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. You there's
2: no way in hell that I can leave that in, right? <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I mean, come on, Brandon needed a computer for this podcast, and he said, you know what, Dad, can I have a computer? Cam needed a computer, and he steals 10 of them. <laughs> he steals 10 of them.
1: And Brando. <laughs> the one I got from 2011, it was probably one that Cam stole originally. That's why it doesn't f-ing work now, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. All right, welcome to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm
3: John. I'm here with Pat and Brando on a victorious Victory Monday, soon to
1: be Tuesday when this episode comes out. It's victory week, man. Monday through Friday, when the Bills get a win like that, hundred percent. And we got Christmas coming up. Like it's it up. Is the season.
3: Beat the Pats, and we'll, and we'll be we'll be good. I'll be yeah. happy. You guys have a good weekend.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, recovery mode. Got home from my parent teacher conferences Friday at six thirty p.m. And I slept until Saturday in my dress clothes, the TV lights on, sweater vest, dress pants, button up on my bed until 5 a.m. Saturday morning. And I slept through Christmas party and this like Taylor Swift DJ night thing that we had tickets for. So I, it, was a, it was a little bit of a oops, but um, <laughs> the Bills game <laughs> was good. I'm glad that I did not go to the game. I was a little ill. Like I oh, said, I, I, was I, I slept ask, all man. day on uh, Saturday again as well. Um, so I had a little, little tummy rumbles, but uh, I got to watch the game. So um, it was good to see a good game. It was nice to see Josh ball out. Pick apart a good defense, second defense in the league. I don't really like watching Devin Singletary carry the ball 22 times for what exactly four yards a carry. I think that's exactly what three, his three yards is. Three point, 22, 22 carries for 82 yards or something like that, right? Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'll take a win. I'll take 31 points. A casual 31 points against um, <clears throat> Cam Newton. <laughs> who, who completed what? Like 18 of 42 for 160 yards. It's like just terrible numbers for him. Um, oh, ready? Cam Newton threw it 38 times. This is from Sal Capaccio. Cal Newton. Kel. I don't even <laughs> know his name. That's how, that's how much I care about him. Cam Newton threw... 38 times for just 156 yards against the Bills. It's the fewest yards on that many attempts in the NFL over two years. The last two QBs who had that few yards on that many attempts, both in 2019, it was Josh Allen versus the Ravens and Tom Brady versus the Bills. Wow. Also, for you those of you listening, I wish you could have seen what what we just saw. <laughs> Did,
3: you see simultaneously, Did you see that? Without hesitation, <laughs> while reading a tweet, in his right hand with his left hand, picked up his cat off of the table and put him on
1: the floor. (laughs) So gently, like so gently. Tony, Uh, he's about to crawl into the wires, man. Every single time he jumps up here, it cuts the mic out and we have to refresh. And that's why it takes so long. (laughs) So I was like, and I didn't want to lose my spot. (laughs) I really, I, I just blacked out. I didn't even think he could see that. I, no no That's I totally funny. could see it including the look on Tony's face it's like oh damn he got me <laughs> it's <Like, laughs> funny well I think Cam Newton had that look on his face too and the bills defense exposed him like as this mediocre quarterback again so I don't know if you caught like just a lot of these quick passes he was trying to throw, but his delivery is sloppy, his footwork is bad, his arm loops around like it's a freaking bow and arrow to try and get these quick passes out, and he's not throwing the ball accurately. His touch pass on the two point conversion was nice, um, yeah, but it's yeah. just not consistent. Not. He does not no. does not have the consistency.
2: That was I felt like Leslie Frazier was daring him, like we had like eight or nine guys in the box the whole game, just like come on, camp. Throw it, bro. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this Panthers team really felt like a
3: Bills drought team. It felt like you were playing a Bills drought team. It really does. You know, they kept it just close enough. Number two defense. And so, the reason they, one of the reasons they have a number two defense is because offenses that are going against them, you know, they don't need to score that many points to beat the Panthers. And the Panthers have been turning the ball over as well. So, those things correlate. Also, you know, when we had bad drought teams, teams knew that the Bills didn't have a passing game to speak of, so they didn't need to score that many points. So, Bills had good defenses. And not to take anything away from any of those defenses, you know, when we had, like, Kyle Williams and uh, that defensive line that had three people go to the Pro Bowl,
2: three out of four. But. Between Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns, though, they do have 20 sacks between them, with um, Reddick having 11 and Brian Burns having um nine. oh yeah so, no, no. i mean they got they take, got some boys i don't want to take anything away from them
3: right. but it, it definitely felt like a bill's drought team for sure washed up quarterback <laughs> you know he took a beating <laughs> though i will say he stood in there like you know not as much
1: of a beating as uh, tom brady's tablet took this past weekend but hey I have, a, I have a question for you about the tom brady temper tantrum yeah so yeah. you say you're at your job right if i'm at my job you're at your job and we get mad for doing poorly at our job. So I take my iPads that the school gives me for the kids and I throw them against the chair and I break it, right? And I slam it. You know, I'm getting a bill for that. They they might say like, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna fire you, but like you're gonna you're gonna pay for that because you just did something childish. Like who's the intern that goes to Brady and says Hey Tom, uh that iPad, that Microsoft surface cost eight hundred and seventy five dollars. We're just gonna we're gonna take it out of here. Yeah. Game. I mean, he'll probably get sent a bill, honestly. It's not gonna
3: not gonna put a dent in, in his pocket or anything like that. But And then he says, Go
1: go bleep yourself to the coach next door.
2: Well, I mean, he was used to it for he hadn't been shut out, they said since like two thousand six. So I'm sure he was like in his mind, like, Yeah, we'll get we'll at least get three. I can't have this stack come back up and then, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like one of those games too, like six, nothing heading into the fourth quarter, like WTF, dude. It was like,
1: you know what, watching games like that again, it makes me happy to be a fan of the bills. Like, I don't think I could be a fan of the saints if I was a saints fan this year, especially coming off of that high flying passing attack. I know drew was very efficient. Like he didn't have to throw the ball 40, 50 times, but he did. And, um, you know, as he aged, they used Kamara a little bit, but I, I like seeing Josh be able to throw the ball, you know? 40 times in a game and lighting it up with our weapons. It's just so much more entertaining of a football game. Yeah. Josh
3: looked good. I really didn't even notice um, any lagging effects of the foot injury.
1: He looked like he was limping away (laughs) from the play, but never like.
2: Never when the play was going on. Never when the play mattered.
1: And he didn't, he really didn't run at
3: all. Uh, Definitely no designed runs. Uh,
2: But he took off for like, I want to say he took off for like 19 or 20 yards though. Like what? Third quarter. He didn't slide either.
3: Now hey, you're making me yawn over here. <laughs> <laughs> this will be an exciting podcast tomorrow. People will just listen to us yawn. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty good game. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what's cool, though, is think about it. We don't usually yawn about a game in December. That's We're in the hunt right now. I don't know. I think the Browns lost tonight on the last second kick, so we are not officially out of the playoff picture. But if the Browns would have won and taken over that last... Knocked us down in the wild card spot. That would have been the first time we weren't in playoff position since like week one. But right now, you don't think about this Panthers game as like you know this is just kind of a blur on the schedule that you can put up a casual thirty-one. Like I said, you get these mediocre guys coming in here, an uh, old Gilmore and a washed-up Cam, and you have an elite team. And we're all we were all looking for New England next week, anyways, and we just wanted that New England game to be for the division. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we learned that much from the game, you know, just because obviously Carolina is not a measuring
3: stick team, by any means. I mean, good defense. So if you want to take that away and say that the offense still put up 31, I think that's a good takeaway, but Gabe Davis had a hell of a game. And I think that's one thing that, that we can take from this is that when this team is without Emmanuel Sanders, getting Gabe Davis more snaps is good. I mean, there's so many stats put out by, by Bill's media and that, that we're talking about how, you know, DJ Moore has like almost the same number of touchdowns as Gabe Davis and has had like three times the snaps and, and three times the receptions as well. And so like Gabe Davis is a touchdown machine. Now he's got a touchdown in three straight games. I think he has been his whole career though. Like he really has been, year, I, mean,
1: a touchdown machine.
3: I mean, I mean, the beginning of this year, we didn't see much of him honestly, because he wasn't on the field. So now that he is getting the playing time that he got at end of the season last year in playoffs, we're, we're seeing him make plays and, That's just what he does. Like sideline plays, awesome target for Josh, especially in the two-minute drill. And obviously a great uh, red zone target because of his size. So expect to see more of him. And honestly, for years to come too, because he's only going to get better.
1: So, Well, he's a perfect, perfect complement to Diggs. Just big, tough, physical, so good with his feet on the sideline. Can make body catches, can make hand catches, can run all the routes on the tree, can run the sideline routes more than effective than anybody. I mean, Diggs gets his toes in Davis gets his toes in bees, gets his toes in. So like, you know, Beasley's not aging great as we've seen this season. I don't know if he's just, there's, I think they're saving him. He's not getting the yards after the catch that he was last year. Um, and he's only a little bit over replacement level player right now. Um, but we don't really need him to be, I think he's going to be important. And, and this, this Davis, emergence is going to be important too. I mean, you remember we probably don't win the Colts game without him. We definitely, we definitely
2: don't win the Colts game without him.
1: His two oh, dude, catches I mean, were two
2: toe taps, dude. that were like, on the yeah. same
1: drive to score and then double dip on the way down. And they were just, I was, I watched that game. Those catches were right in front of me when I was working and they were some of the greatest plays that I've like ever seen live. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know where he was going to throw the ball when Davis made the catch. Like how do you know where you're at on the field traveling at that speed? to be able to contort your body that way to have the concentration to be able to do that is wild to me. And it just sets us up, you know, we're going to have 20 million in cap next year. He's going to be on his rookie deal. Still, it'll give us space to add, you know, Sanders goes somewhere, you know, we could add some speed somewhere else. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be what he, what Sanders is. It could be something else. So, cause we have Davis there to fill that role in. Yeah, no,
3: hundred percent. And I think Sanders said if he wins the Super Bowl, he's probably just going to retire. So maybe that's where we right, going. Cool. Let's just, yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. Yeah, just do that, that. Yeah. that sounds like a plan. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. Basically, sum it up. Good game. Don't think we learned much. And I, honestly, I think the other reason why we didn't learn much is because you know uh, of the parody in the NFL this year and how crazy it's been. Like the NFL is drunk. We were talking about this before we we started the podcast. You know, it's like. We don't know what's going to happen in, in the next three weeks, much less the playoffs. And obviously, and th- that's even without the whole COVID factor of not knowing when players are going to be available.
2: So... Yeah. And I mean, also, Zane Gonzalez, like, destroying his knee in pregame warm-ups was also kind of like... Yeah, it made a difference, I twist. thought, right? I, I thought it did yeah. as well. <laughs> no. It's interesting because if I had to pick
1: between you know, one of the kickers to get hurt between the kicker and the punter, I'd, I'd obviously want the punter to get hurt. because like, I'll just go for it. But like, well, at least you can kind of play for the field goal. Um, when
2: well, you'd think what, what kind of punter can't kick a field goal though. Cause like Pat McAfee was talking about, he kicked field goals all the time at West Virginia. <laughs> like, I know well, me yeah. and Johnny,
1: I always have had the same feelings because me and John, both like, I, I could never kick both, but John could, my punts were never good. My kicks were mediocre. John was above average at both. Uh, so he would be the one that I would defer to for this. Cause I don't know your step, your punter, your punting's just different. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously both are, are skills
3: that can be acquired by pro athletes, but it takes a lot of time to, to get that. That's why you have amazing athletes that go out there and try to kick the ball and, and can't right away. And, you know that's why you get soccer players who are used to that motion, who can kick a ball pretty close to right away. But what I'm surprised about is it's really about the reps that you can get in practice. So I'm yeah. I'm surprised that those kind. Of, I mean, maybe it's a training thing. I mean, they always say that you're only supposed to kick a certain number of balls per day, so you're not you know overloaded because it's it's a lot of stress on your on your joints. Like swinging and your a golf tendons. club, right? Exactly. Eighteenth
1: hole, your back. You're not swinging
3: right. So. Exactly. So maybe they're just using all those reps. They want to use all those reps on what they're actually doing. Cause I mean, if you're thinking about it, you have two guys that have to do two roles and they're also, when you're talking about a 53 man roster, it's the most convenient to have those two people be able to cover both roles. So if one of them gets hurt, the other one's the emergency kicker for, for that. And it seems like when you're running a football practice, those are the guys who could possibly get the reps for those backup things where it's like, it's going to be a pain to have Micah Hyde go off to the side and kick practice field goals at the end of every practice, just in case you need him in an emergency, you know, because he's running team defense and, and, and drills
1: and all that stuff. So, and you pick Micah other, Hyde as our backup kicker. I'm curious to see oh, who no, that would he be. I feel like Stefan Diggs is. would probably really? be no, good, too. I've seen
3: tweets about but, this. Micah Hyde and really? Jordan Poyer are the emergency kickers. Micah Hyde was nailing 40 yarders in training camp. My dude, uh, right. to try I like, even more, man, as the emergency I like kicker, even
1: more. So
3: anyway, <laughs> no, that's awesome. But but what I'm saying is, uh, basically, it's all about the the practice reps. And that's why you don't see backup quarterbacks holding as much anymore because they're doing offensive stuff. That's why it's a punter who's always holding because they're the special teamer. They, they need that. They need the reps. You know, you want your long snapper, your holder and your kicker to be, you know, you want them to have thousands of reps by the time, you know, that they need to make a game winning field goal in the playoffs or something like that. So, whereas honestly, if you're thinking about, I, I always thought that it would be an advantage to have a backup quarterback as your placeholder, because then you can fake it and actually have someone who knows how to throw. Yeah, that's what Madden does, man. You already know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, they used to do that in the old days. Like Frank Reich used to be the holder. Um, yeah. I mean, Trent Edwards, I think, used to hold, used to you know hold every once in a while when JP was starting. Anyway, yeah, like I said, just about the reps. And so you would think that the punter would be the backup uh, kicker. Because
2: I was thinking about like Chad Johnson. He kicked a couple of PATs back in the day, and in Cincinnati.
3: But you guys ready uh you guys ready for a Sabers update and then we'll get into the past Yeah. Preview. All right, let's do it. It's time for the weekly Sabers
1: update. Uka paka lukin and This has been your weekly Sabers update. This kid comes in and he's playing good and the Sabres win.
3: He he looks better in the NHL than he does in the AHL, which is awesome. But yeah. How about Sabres goalies overperforming? That's new. Never happened, man.
1: That's new. Like what the hell? Yeah. And that save from Sue uh, Subban was, was amazing. Was nice. My favorite but, stat right now is like out of his seven starts, all seven have been quality starts and the, the term quality start, is defined by better than league average goals against and save percentage. So the league average, you know, there's 31 teams in the 32 teams in the NHL now. So you're coming in at 16th. So the Sabres are finally getting above average performance and they're not letting up seven goals a game when they were two weeks ago. And this kid has been their number one goalie prospect for some time now. So it's cool to see him come up.
3: Yeah, no. And uh, so I just got the update to uh, the NHL is pausing the season until after Christmas break for everybody. And, uh, yeah, for everybody. So that's kind of depressing. No Sabres hockey over the break, but we'll uh, we'll have Bills football to keep us busy. Uh, hopefully football keeps going, because if, if the Bills have to take a pause, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't know, I don't right, know what we're going to talk about.
2: I mean, I think it would still be a good show.
3: We'll we'll have to change our show names to uh, "Thrift Finds with Pat."
1: That'll be uh, thrift finds we'll, with. We Pat. just go live stream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just at the dude. You'd love to see. it. Sometimes I have to get savage with the people at Goodwill, man. I'm the sure. other day, and they say no returns always. But my girl Patty, Patty's the manager, right? And um, you know, I always see her, and she's cool. She's like six foot four, like super chill. She's not in there, and so or not patty i'm sorry debbie anyways super tall super nice she knows who i am (laughs) and there's this little kid and he's like okay now what does it say on that sign right there i'm like i know i just bought these speakers but like they're not the right output he's like what does the sign say and i say no returns but like just just take them dude like you know put them I, i don't even want the money back just put them on the shelves and um he was like, no, I can't even take them. I don't know what you've done to these. I got to throw them out. And I was like, well, if you're going to throw them out, then I'm just going to chuck them on the floor right here in goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was man. freaking out.
3: But We just uh, need to follow Pat around with a camera one day. Make it its own key. documentary. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with some Pat's preview. And uh, Pat's preview of the Pats, I guess we can call that. And Pat's yes. a salute to the standout of the drought as well. So stick around.
1: Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
3: So uh, looking at the uh, Patriots coming up this week in Gillette, Sunday, 1 p.m. for the division lead and possibly the division for the rest of the year. If you're if you're chalking up the uh, Bills beating the Jets and the The Falcons. So I can't see this not being an easy win. Uh, Like maybe that's too, too far over the bandwagon or something like that.
1: Well, I'm hoping that when we play them, it's not close. I don't think it's going to be close Uh, as long as it's not snowing. It could be cold. That's fine. Um, I mean, hell, it can be windy because they don't trust Mac Jones to throw in the wind. Josh was thrown against the wind. I mean, what do you throw it thirty times? Still, and Mac throws it three times. I just think it's like totally full circle that they got beat by a quarterback that completed five passes. Because I believe Carson Wentz completed what five passes for like eighty yards against them. Oh yeah, something and, like that. And beat it was, them. It was just the John- Jonathan Taylor game essentially. Yeah, I mean, so. just like it was the Damian Harris game. It's good to see them have to to eat that because uh, he he pins it on a bad week of practice. No, man, just pin it because you suck. It's okay. You can't compete against certain teams. And this was like one of those teams. I mean, you need a guy to catch you up in the game when you fall down early. You know, when you're down 17 and a half, you're not going to be able to recover when you Mac Jones is your quarterback. I don't care who you think you are. It's not going to happen.
3: I I think if they force him to throw the ball substantially at all, it's... It's not gonna be good. He's gonna throw picks like he did against the
1: Colts. Yeah, that those were bad. They were bad picks too. He he's only thrown two in their seven wins previously, but then he threw what well, he threw two more against the Colts, right? It was two. I don't know. But um, I mean, that made a difference. So I think as soon as we force him to pass the ball, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are going to have a day. Yeah, no, exactly. Get an early lead on them like the Colts did. And, and they've got to
3: get out of what they like to do best, especially against the Bills. So if you're Bill Belichick in this situation, like why wouldn't you want to run the ball 30 times again? That's that's your ideal game plan. Don't risk your quarterback throwing it and even if you had the best quarterback in the world, if you're picking up five yards of carry and they literally can't stop you, then you're never going to run out of downs and you're never risking anything. So, you know, why not? Pat, what do you what do you, what do you expect this game to look like?
2: Depending on the weather, I mean, I, I haven't really looked at the forecast. I would, I would be pretty depressed if it was like similar similar conditions. But I think that the main thing is that I just, I just really don't want to see Mr. Matthew Judon have another big game because like... I don't know. We just had some guys getting rocked and I feel like that this team can play a lot better. And, you know, that's other than, I guess, offensive line play and then rush defense. I mean, I think that it should be a pretty cool matchup. And also, I mean, Mac Jones was struggling and like, that's in a dome. Like, you know what I mean? We don't, he hasn't really played in like a terrible weather game yet. So, you know, I think that, or had to play, had had to play.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Had to throw more than three passes. So
2: I don't know. And it's just like Ramondre Stevenson for a number two back, like as much as Damian Harris scares me. I mean, both guys are just, just bruisers. So, I mean, I'm not scared of Nelson Aguilar or Nikhil Harian or those guys like that. They got trash wide receivers, but if we get up on them, like you said. As,
1: As long as the refs show up also, because in the month of December, the bills have had zero coverage penalties called in their favor. And guess how many times Josh Allen has approximately dropped back to pass per game. No, nah, since in the month of December. So three games. 138 times. 138 wow. times and zero penalties. Well, you saw the other stat too that
3: Josh Josh Allen gets significantly or the Bills in general get significantly less coverage
1: penalties than like almost any other team. 60% less penalties than like the top yeah, 5 teams. Yeah, like a
3: significant statistical margin. Like yeah. the sample size is big enough to say
1: like, okay, what the heck. Like but, Aaron Rodgers gets Flags called on like thirty something percent of their offensive snaps, and the Bills get it on like six percent of the offensive snaps. Yeah, of dropbacks at least. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But I mean, like I said, all these games that we we say came down to refs. Like there were definitely a lot of other ways that they they could have won them, and it's upsetting. And the Bills are zero and five in one score games this year, and they were four and one last year. And so that's definitely the difference. I mean, we literally could be looking at a one-loss team right now if if the one-score games had gone like. Literally, the only game that they really, really got blown out of the water was was the Colts game,
2: Indianapolis. So I agree.
3: This almost goes back to what we've talked about before this year, which is what team are you most afraid of in the playoffs? And uh, we weren't talking about Kansas City. We weren't talking about the Chargers. It was. It was the really good run teams. It's and now the Patriots have have brought themselves into that conversation. We were talking Colts and Browns, you know, teams with really good rushing attacks and decent defenses. Yeah, that's. Well, you
1: know what's wild right now is due to the Raiders winning their football game. It drops the Ravens into eighth place in the AFC, and it's only seven teams make the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. The so Baltimore is statistically out of the playoffs looking in right now into the third week of December. Yeah.
3: And it's wild because the Ravens also could get the one seed. Like that's how much play there is in the last three weeks of the season. When was the last time the team that was sitting in eighth with three weeks to go had a shot at the one seed?
2: Well, and they were sitting at the number one seed about what, two or three weeks ago as well. So it's like, yeah, we're close to it. A lot changes. Death again. Exactly. Exactly. A lot can change. The Bills can still get the
3: number one seed. They have a 0.6% chance and a lot of things happen to ha- have to happen. Um, let me, let me pull up the article too, cause it's, it's actually a good read.
2: And the other thing I'll say while you're on the computer, Johnny, is that, um, number one, uh, our colleague, Matt, Nate Geary, you know, he, uh, he brought up that even though we are what, 0 and five this year in one score games, um, I mean statistically that that stat is going to have to be you know in the other side of the column at some point. So But think about why, not, why exactly. not the next time. You know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. We've yeah, had the ball
1: to score to win or tie the game in all of our losses except the Colts game on the final possession of the game. So it's not like, you know, we had the chances. Josh Allen slips against Tennessee. A no call against New England, and now you're two and three, and you're you are what 10 and four, and you uh you have a whole different narrative about this team, yeah. Well, that's what football comes down to because there's a bunch of other
3: teams that that probably had similar losses. I mean, the Saints would like to talk to you about the NFC championship when Nikhil Roby tackled a wide receiver and didn't get called for <laughs> pass interference, so crazy, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the, the article that I was talking about, uh, Matt Warren had a great piece about um, everything that has to happen for the bills to get the one seed. And it's really not that far fetched. Like a lot has to happen. And I, I know, I know we're thinking division, maybe the two or the three seed at this point, realistically, but anyway, this is what happens. This is what has to happen for the bills to get the one seed. The bills have to win out. First of all, Chiefs have to lose at least twice. That might be a big ask. So they have Pittsburgh, Cincinnati and Denver so you can assume they're probably going to beat Pittsburgh. So they pretty much have to lose to Cincinnati and Denver. And I can't imagine that they would lose to Denver unless they were sitting their starters for whatever what if reason. Ben
1: Roethlisberger wants to like end his career on a high high note.
3: I don't know if it's up to him at this point, but but the Titans have to lose at least twice as well out which of their last very well three games. Happen. It I mean, could. Honestly, I think that that's more that's, that's more probable world, than the Chiefs likely. losing yeah. twice at this point. So, Titans have San Fran, uh Miami and Houston coming up. Uh so two of those they have an easy schedule too. So that's that's kind of a tough ask. They pretty much have well, to didn't lose. did they lose to Houston? Two. Yeah. So Colts have to li- also Colts have to lose at least once. Um which is possible. They play Arizona, Vegas and Jacksonville. Uh, so definitely could lose one of those chargers have to lose at least once. Uh, Bengals have to lose at least once and the Ravens have to lose at least once or some other crazy stuff. But anyway, if you want to check out that that's on dot com. Matt Warren. Hey, they have some good stuff at that website. I hear <laughs> <laughs> except for that. Not another Buffalo podcast. Those goofballs don't know what the hell they're talking I'm about.
2: Very true. <laughs> sure?
1: Yo, Pat, I just read this on Twitter. Uh, on this date in 2004, Taquitos Spitz gets a back at his old team, returning a pick six 62 yards for a score. While rookie special teamer Jason Peters blocks a punt and recovers Yo, it in the end wait. zone for a touchdown as the Buffalo Bills defeat the Cincinnati Bengals
2: 33 to 17. Wait, Jason Peters, Jason Peters, like, Jason yeah. Peters, rookie set. special teamer, blocks punt, yes. Damn, that's crazy. I did a Doubt special, didn't even know about that. Thank
1: you, Brando. It's freaking crazy. I just read that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I'm that to you guys.
3: I remember that game and I remember that statistic from a weird time. Yeah. You
1: remember that
2: no. Bengals game? Oh, I don't
3: remember that yeah. game. I I, for some reason, I, mean. I have very vivid memories of our Bengals games. Like everyone remembers the Stevie Johnson game, The Wise So Serious. But yeah, no, I, I remember vividly most Cincinnati Bengals games. Don't know why.
1: But I mean, what was that? Oh, four. So we were all yeah. we we were all conscious. Well, if you remember the <laughs> end of that season, grade. the Bills won seven out of eight. Yeah, no, and, and then lost to this, the lost to the Steelers. I remember that game vividly too, and and being like, but that that was one of those games in that run where that that team's one of the best teams to never make the playoffs in NFL history. Uh, we've talked yeah, about well, that it, yeah, the run that they were on, so. Not statistically, with their quarterbacks, two thousand yard receivers, thousand yard rusher, uh, elite
2: defense. So, like, they could have easily done done some damage. Well, I mean, speaking of ending the season seven and eight, um, I think that also potentially we, you know what I mean, say that we do beat the Patriots in this upcoming game, just as a little bit of insurance. I mean, the Dolphins, they they have a chance to be seven out of eight for the last eight games of the season. So, yeah. I would well, I would think seven that,
1: out of eight right now. Also,
2: yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that that you know week eighteen matchup, like it's not not it's any sort of walk in the park, from the
1: boys. Right? Yeah. You mean, I mean well, Brian well, Flores
3: is like we don't play the Dolphins again? Are you talking about? No, I'm talking Dolphins about the Patriots last Dolphins game. Dolphins and
2: Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But, I'm just saying both teams have been on a roll, so I think that you know that'll be an interesting matchup.
3: Yeah that that might be, yeah, exactly. that might be for the final wide wild card spot at that point, very possibly. yeah, no, anything could happen. I mean, God knows what the playoff picture is gonna look like three weeks from now and and this is actually one of the good seasons to have seven playoff teams like because usually you get every other year you get a team that really gets snubbed um for the playoffs that's that's hot that kind of misses out. and this year you could you could have seven teams in and have two teams that still were like, I don't want to say deserving of playoffs, but like on the brink of that. And it's just a toss up for who those, those final two teams are. So I right, Pat,
1: you got a, uh, you
3: got a drought salute ready to go or Brandon, do you want to say something first?
1: No, that's just why I was thinking of Taquito. Like who you got? Cause that, you didn't use Jason Peters and spikes as previous drought.
2: Yeah. Salutes. I got one this time.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, cool, uh, cool, cool, I had
2: cool. to do a little bit of digging Pat's
3: new theme is making the, the drought salute, um, he, he's trying to make it so hard
2: that he's picking players that he's never heard of. <laughs> I did think you guys, okay. I think you guys will get this one. I, okay, as as response, as response to the um, viewer, viewer suggestions. Um, yeah. Try to make this one a little bit more accessible for the kids at home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and myself, honestly, because like I said, I, I you know, was it, I was on the grind of picking dudes I didn't know about. And although it was a cool <laughs> story. I want you
3: guys to be able to guess it. So, and, and we get a chance for, for Pat to accidentally spoil it and drop a lot of F-bombs too. So we haven't had that threat yeah, for a I couple Yeah, This one's
2: going to be right on the tip of my tongue too. But. <laughs> All
1: right. We believe in you. Please remove your hats, lift your drink, and shut your trap as we salute this week's Standout of the Drought.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to give it up for a 13-year NFL vet, um, this man. Six-time Pro Bowler. Um, you know, he's got a lot of other skills outside of football that he's talented at. In high school, um, he, he grew up in Ruston, Louisiana, which is about 50 miles from Shreveport. Johnny's been there. Trey Davis White apparently lived there at one point in his life, <laughs> but close proximity. Anyways, when he was there, he was the state track and field boys MVP for the shot put. He threw a shot, put 53 feet. That's correct. 53 feet, three inches. I mean, that's like throwing it. I mean, Jesus, man. That's like 25 yards, 30 yards, just shot putting it. But um, anyways, he uh, went on to play three college seasons. Um, His first year, he didn't get on the field. But um, his sophomore and junior year, he played with the legendary Nick Saban. And he played his last year with Les Miles, um, 2005. This uh, this college team that this player was on. I'll give you. I'll, I'll make it easier. It was it was LSU. Um, this LSU squad got snubbed, kind of like we were talking about in the playoff picture. And that handsome Matt Liner got to be a national champion instead. But um, anyways, this guy came into the, came to the league in '06. Um, you know. The, the crazy thing about this person too is that the the, 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 the person that the Bills um, they tried to have in his position I'm sorry I was looking down and <laughs> I was like holy f- did they really draft this guy ahead of this player and apparently they did um, but they thought that John McCargo was going to be the future of the team at, at this position and it's like dude the guy was trash like terrible that's why I was like I almost <laughs> spit out my my chocolate milk but anyways um <laughs> This, this player also in a 2009 televised event beat Marshawn Lynch in a 50 yard freestyle race. Um, he does have one rushing touchdown, uh, that looks like it was week 17, 2017. Um, just wondering if you guys know who it is. Hopefully I, I, it was on the tip of my tongue a couple times. Like I was literally stuttering. (laughs) You did good, Pat. You did
1: good. It's Kyle. Kyle, yeah, man. I think the six-time Pro Bowler gave it to me because I was like, "Okay, the shot put was the first thing I thought of because he's a big ass dude." But like, the Bills didn't have six-time Pro Bowlers on their roster outside of Kyle Williams over the drought. That's
3: true. Yeah, I remember. I I, I remembered that he was from Louisiana. Honestly, like that was for once the college clues actually helped me. (laughs) Usually, I'm totally clueless
1: when it comes to the the college ball, but. Let me tell you something about Kyle Williams, dude. No, he's just the nicest dude ever, man. We, we had his kids at camp I was his kids counselors, uh, at summer camp. And, you know, he was such a good sport whenever we had to talk to him and he, we had to, he had to come in one time cause his son had a little injury and, uh, his wife was making jokes and she was so funny and uh, they were just class acts from the, from the start. Uh, and he was just ginormous of a man. And it's like, we're calling him and it's like, yeah, I, he's like, yeah, I'm at work. I'm like, yeah.
2: Wait, you said he was at work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know you're at <laughs> work.
1: And your emergency contacts are Lorenzo Alexander and and like, I don't even know. Wait, was, was Lorenzo literally
2: his emergency contact? Yeah, because I had no, his kids. Dude. I had
1: Lorenzo's oh kids, Kyle Williams' kids and Sean McDermott's kids. All at the same time. Which and, ones were the uh, coolest? Dude, they I mean, all I, were, They're all super cool. We had, uh, Darth, <laughs> we had uh, who's our quarterbacks coach? Um, Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey's kids. Um, the Babics The Babics The safeties coach. The secondaries coach. Babich. Uh, okay, and for, then, but
3: for real, tell us who's whose kids were the coolest?
1: Like, dude, well, yeah, I, I feel like Dermot's kids were the most. I don't want to say names, but um, our assistant <laughs> GM. His name is Shayen. Mister Shane, Mr. Shane um, His son was in third grade when I had him as a camper and uh, I gave him the paper plate award titled future NFL quarterback. Don't forget Mr. Brandon um, because this kid could sling it and we would just play catch all day long and uh, he could throw such a nice spiral. And I was like, yo, this kid's got it. Like, so nice. maybe someday. Yeah, Josh but Allen's no, replacement twenty five years from now, <laughs> literally. Now they were all super nice people, and Kyle Williams just to see him score that touchdown with you, Pat. You know that's like a bucket list day that we Dude, had together. That, so that was that like was great. I'll never
2: forget that man. Yeah.
1: Honestly. neighbors calling the police because we're cheering on the game and i'm like lady just because you're trying to get drunk and we're cheering for the bills game like call the cops they're gonna come up and eat our wings
2: with us and cheer the game on literally you've seen that episode of sex in the city three times like (laughs) but (laughs) uh, the bills just broke a 17 year playoff drought you're gonna come up here and tell me to quiet down like when Kyle Williams had that rushing touchdown, dude, that was, and then the brawl at the end of that game was insane, man. Like bro, man. Kenyon Drake, he got kicked out of it. I remember. Um, but they had, the NFL had top five brawls of the 20th of the 21st century, bro. Those are brand, you know what number two, t- you know what number two a, was? D- Jaguar, Jaguar, yeah, one? dude, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, it was hilarious, dude. Shaq Barrett, like, literally, beat the crap out of Leonard Fournette on national TV, and like, Shaq Lawson, in- Shaq Lawson, right? Shaq Lawson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Who did I say? Shaq, Shaq Barrett. Barrett. <laughs> oh, Shaq Barrett. No, they're on the
1: same Good team. Way. Marcel Darius was involved in that too, wasn't he? Yeah, so did we get rid of him? I think
2: he was on the Jags at at that point, yeah. Because like Matt Milano was also tossing dudes and like Lorenzo Alexander, like it was a whole. And the fans were like cheering him on. Yeah, yeah, I was cheering him on. (laughs) I remember that being that game. Anyway, great time. Also, also shout out. I don't know
3: why I just thought of this, but you guys saw that highlight of Stefan Diggs sharing a beer with the uh, with the fan on TV. Yeah, was this during the
2: game or after? Yesterday,
1: yesterday. during
2: the game.
3: game. What?
2: That's what a legend.
3: (laughs) So that. Um, that section, I don't know if you guys remember this, they're not allowed to have a banner anymore, but shout out to the Batavia party zone. Cause that's actually those season take, tic- those guys have had season tickets since like 1984 and they drive a bus from Batavia, like for every single game. And really? so that was the Batavia party zone guys that were, uh, that's all with the stuff on.
2: Now when you, did he take a sip or like they gave him oh, one he for like the sidelines? basically but... like toed it, like the, like the, oh, with the popcorn, popcorn, but yeah.
3: you know, just, with a beer instead. So. Spencer Brown
1: did too. There's a picture of hey, him Hey, he needed
2: he needed a beer after that game. Hey, man. can oh you blame know, man? Yeah. It's
1: like, just do everything left-handed for the whole day and see how many times you drop something, right? It's like... That's so true. But it's also switch. like, you know, don't taunt somebody after you've had a terrible day. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, he's on the bandwagon, bro. He's eating the Kool-Aid. He's drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, he's, he's, he's eating the Kool-Aid? He, he <laughs> do we
2: have
3: <laughs> Jell-O
1: Kool-Aid now?
3: <laughs> I'm oh, sure he'd
1: eat
2: the Kool-Aid if he could.
1: Yeah. dude yeah better
2: than jim jones
3: kool-aid but um did you guys see the meme of uh you know that building in
1: uh buffalo that was damaged from yeah from with the kool-aid land? guy yeah,
3: yeah the kool-aid man going through the side <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty funny. that's like
1: one of my favorite spots in the city man it's so beautiful over there We pat you got a picture over there remember when you were here we oh out dude the outer think, harbor you're talking about yeah, yeah. oh dude the, well it's those big buildings one of the walls fell over yeah dude
2: yeah.
3: Oh, that's, that's such a beautiful area man all right boys well i think that'll wrap it up for this one um of course you guys know where to find us on twitter at not buff podcast and you can find each of our individual handles in the bio for that but yeah go bills and uh on friday we'll be getting to uh brando's bets and our game picks so shout out to detroit lions for uh the parlay two weeks in a row (laughs)
2: literally (laughs) i mean Hey, shout out to Pat Cap for picking the Ravens too. But um, wait, no, Brandon, yeah. aren't there some games on like usual, unusual dates? Like, isn't there like a Tuesday game or like a Saturday game coming up and stuff? Like,
1: Yeah, the, the next couple weeks because of the college football games, uh, the NFL usually plays a couple games, like the Colts play Saturday night. Uh, the And then the wild card weekends usually have two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday, right? It's like four and eight and one in five or something like that. I liked having the game on Saturday. It's nice to not have to work on Sunday and then go to school on Monday. So uh, but we'll see. I just I hope that we have a home playoff game. I'm not worried about it too much right now. I just want to, you know, next game ahead. And this game is a big game. And I want McCorkle Jones to drown in Gillette Stadium. All right put the pillow over this baby face dude like Josh <laughs> Allen push it down man like knock him out push him down get
2: him with the Gillette razor oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> they I, I'm surprised
3: that they're not doing some kind of uh collab with Kraft mac and cheese over there honestly because on oh, Mac Jones well Andy yeah, could exactly. do Gillette
2: razors and be like I've never had to shave once in my entire life look at this baby <laughs> face but
3: yeah no pretty much
2: The mac and cheese would be good, but you'd only be able to have like three pieces of macaroni at a time if it wasn't feeling it, you know, you couldn't eat the whole bowl and you'd have to make sure that the instructions were followed way more specifically than you would for any other mac and cheese. And you would have to apply the dressing in a certain way or the mac and cheese could really just fall flat. And like without doing a bunch of other things for Mac Jones mac and cheese, like it would probably taste terrible. Um, so like
1: totally deflated noodles. Well, Mac Jones, we're going to deflate your noodle, buddy. You better watch out.
3: All right, boys. I'll, uh, I'll see you guys on Thursday night. safety the episode. And
1: uh, yeah, go Bills. All right. Take care, gentlemen. Go Bills.